With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting a divorce, even thinking about getting a divorce, can be overwhelming, scary, and sometimes exciting. Join divorce coach and mediator Mandy Walker for conversations about divorce. The more you know, the easier it will be to make your divorce healthier, less stressful, and to put it behind you. Here's Mandy. Welcome to Conversations About Divorce. I'm Mandy Walker, and today we're talking about managing your credit score through your divorce. Now, that sounds like it could be kind of a boring topic, and actually, I think you do want your credit score to be boring, because that would at least mean that it was stable. But it's often not what's going to go on during divorce, and frequently, that's a time when people looking at the credit score for the first time and understanding its relevance. So how does divorce impact your credit score? Why do many people find their credit score plummeting during divorce? And what can you do to protect yourself? Joining me today for this conversation is attorney John Heath. John is with Lexington Law and he is an expert in this area. Welcome, John. Thank you, and I appreciate you having me today, Mandy. I'm excited to be talking about this. So, John, before we dive into some uh, more questions, can we just refresh on what a credit score is? Because as I was preparing for this, I was thinking it's it sounds a little bit like a riddle because it's something that every adult has. <laughs> you don't apply for it. It doesn't cost you anything, um, but it has this huge impact on your life without you even knowing about it. That, that's right. And, you know, I, I think the, the best way of describing what a, a credit score is, and I've, I've thought a lot about this over the years, is it's, it's a report card um, regarding your financial life. Just like um, when you're in either grammar school or high school, you had uh, a report card that came back after how you performed in, in certain subjects. Um, a credit score is very similar in that uh, – it's going to relate to how you perform on uh, making payments uh, on your obligations and even the types of credit that you have. So uh, that's how I like to think about it. And um, so it, what gets influenced by your credit score and why it's so important, as I understand it, is you know if you go for a car loan or a home mortgage, they're looking at your credit score and that can affect the interest rate that you get on those loans and that ultimately then means that affects how much you're paying for the product that's exactly right um, your credit score is going to affect not only whether you're going to be extended a certain line of credit but also the interest rate that you're going to get uh, the higher the score generally the better the rate the better the offer there's another area that I think is very important to keep in mind is that um, a lot of potential employers now look at your credit score as well to determine whether you're going to um, be a responsible employee. So uh, offers of employment many times are going to be dependent on what your credit score is. Wow, I did not realize that. That's a really good point to bring up. Wow. 
touch. It's it's crept into all parts of our life now. So that makes it even more important to be paying attention to it. So that I think um, I don't know if you've worked with many people getting divorced, John. But do you find that most people who come to you actually know what their credit score is? It's interesting. When I very first started in this area, and this would have been about 15 years ago, um, the answer would have been no. Uh, there was some mystery associated with what credit scoring did in your life. Um, interestingly enough, over the past 15 years, I think that consumers have become much more educated in this area, and so they do know uh, the importance of a credit score and, and how it can affect their financial lives. So, uh, in a, in a positive way, I think that that has um, uh, changed over the past 15 years. And of course, now it seems like every um, credit card issuer now has the, they will provide you with your credit score at no charge. That's right. But there's one thing to remember about the credit score that is being provided to you by uh, uh, certain creditors. There are different products that are uh, supplied by um, Fair Isaac, which creates the FICO score, which is the credit score that most businesses use to determine credit worthiness. And so um, the credit score that you're being provided by, uh, you know, one of your creditors may be different than the credit score that's being used by a potential creditor where you're applying for credit. So it's it's good to keep that in mind. So do, do those different credit scores differ substantially? Like, could you have a great score with one provider and have a terrible score with another? Probably not that drastic, but there can be a substantial um, difference. You might see a, a difference in you know twenty to thirty points, and that can mean a difference. And that could mean the difference between getting A paper credit, which means a good uh, interest rate, or B paper, which means a, a less um, uh, desirable credit rate or interest rate. So it's just something to keep in mind. Okay. Um, I did have a client who, um, when I was working with her, she, she didn't have a credit card. And um, she told me that there wasn't any point in her applying for one because her score was so awful because of the way she and her husband had managed their money. I asked her what the score was and she said, I don't know, there's just no point in looking even. So eventually I did persuade her to look and find it out. And when she and she was surprised because it was not as bad as she thought it was. Right. You know, and that's interesting. That there is an emotional component to uh, credit scoring. Uh, people can become embarrassed if the credit scoring is low. And I think it's important for consumers to recognize that even if the credit score is low, it's something that can be worked on and improved. And that there's no need um, uh, for embarrassment. Credit scoring is part of life. And there's a phrase I like to use, which is life happens. Things happen in our lives and it can affect the score and, and uh, there are steps you can take to improve it. So nothing to be embarrassed about. That's a good point. Um, so a, a question here, they, um, e we each have our own credit score. So how much it, would my credit score be affected by my spouse and their score? Well, it, it depends. And what it, what it comes down to is a marriage 
um, outside of the emotional component really is a business relationship. So if you and your spouse have taken out joint loans together, um, that certainly is going to affect your scoring, especially if your spouse forgets to make payments or refuses to make payments. Um, if you don't commingle your finances in your marriage, it may not affect it at all. So, like, so, if, um, so if if you are on a car loan with your spouse and you're both named on the account, and your spouse is responsible for making payments but misses payments, then that would impact your credit score. That is correct. Yeah. But if the because you're both on that account, you're both obligors or you're obligated to make payments on that account. But if the column was only in the spouse's name and they didn't make payments, that's not going to get somehow connected to you. That is correct as well. Okay. So um, I think like during the divorce processes, it's not uncommon for there to be some confusion around who is actually paying the household bills. Or, and there's sometimes even a debate about what counts as a household bill or not. What Do you have recommendations in that area? Well, if you know a divorce is going to occur, I think that it, it's important for you to do some planning beforehand, if you can, to take a look at your finances, see what obligations you have, and see who's responsible to make the payments. If, if your spouse is somebody here... Um, is not going to make the payments, you may have to step in and, and do something in that regard. However, in some cases, there may not be the resources to do that. So uh, it's, it's going to just be dependent on um, what the circumstances are in the marriage. I know that's complicated. So, Right. I've had um, several situations where one spouse has been shut off from access to the marital funds and actually is a maybe a stay-at-home parent or has much limit, more limited resources, so doesn't have the money to pay the car, make the car payment or to make payments towards the medical debt. Um, I'm thinking that would mean moving ahead with the legal process and seeking temporary maintenance, but, but aside from that... Do you have recommendations on how do you manage the imp- that situation and manage the impact on your credit score? What would you what would the priorities be for making payments? Well, you know, first off, if you can, if if there's at least some sort of amicable relationship with your soon-to-be ex-spouse, I'd try and work out an agreement with them so the payments continue to be made. If there's not and you're going to need to seek the assistance of the court. And certainly temporary maintenance or alimony would be one thing to seek. Um, in relation to your obligations, um, you know, if you're not going to make your payments, it is going to damage your score, but you can triage things a little bit and take care of the things that are most important. And so um, I would take care of, of shelter first and utilities and food you've got to have all those things and then transportation after that and then after that probably start looking at your credit card uh, payments but um, unfortunately if you can't cover all of those things there's going to be a negative effect to your credit score right and i um have questions about that which will will come on to 
in a little bit, but um, I wanted to talk about credit cards. And it seems to me like um, the ownership on credit card accounts it really isn't as clear cut as bank accounts. On bank accounts, it seems like you have truly joint accounts or they're single accounts. But on credit right. cards, it seems like that from my experience, what I've seen is that there's usually, a, there's not often a joint account, but there's a primary card holder and then additional card holders. That, that is correct. With some of those accounts, you'll have a primary card holder and then, like you said, a, additional card holders. But the responsibility may rest with both the card holders and case it just is going to be dependent on the cardholder agreement with that particular credit card company you also have situations where maybe one of the spouses has acted as a guarantor on the credit card account and so that comes into play so you know really what you would need to do is be aware of what is in your cardholder agreement and does anybody read those lies. <laughs> You know, the answer to that is unfortunately no, but you really should. It's a bunch of boring small print, but in that boring small print are some really important things that govern your relationship with that credit card company. So if you, um, could you call the credit card company and ask them, would they be able to tell you? Possibly, but you know, if you call into their helpline, you're probably going to get an hourly employee who doesn't know what's in the card agreement itself. So um, your best bet is to request a copy of the agreement if you don't have it and read through it yourself. Okay. All right. Well, I got lots more questions for you, John, but right now we're going to take a short break. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to Conversations About Divorce. I'm Mandy Walker. And today we're talking about managing your credit score through your divorce. And joining me today is attorney John Heath from Lexington Law. John is an expert in this area. And John, you have a, a free offer for our listeners. Yes, uh, we offer a free consultation. You know, we want to offer assistance uh, to American consumers who have questions about their credit or may have had uh, uh, problems with their credit uh, so that they have a, a fair, accurate, and substantiated credit report. So if, if you have interest in this, we would sure like you to come to our website at www.lexingtonlaw.com. And I'll put that link in the show right up and there'll be a summary of this on my blog as well. So I'll be sure to include the link there. Um, John, I want to jump back to credit cards and ask you like, if, if you are not the primary card holder on the account, but an additional card holder and um, your soon to be ex is the primary card holder and he shuts down your additional card, um, does that affect your credit score? It may. Um, part of your credit score is dependent on the amount of credit that is uh, available to you. So if, if that additional card uh, gives you access to additional credit and it's reported um, 
to your credit report, it, it may affect your credit scoring because you've lost um, that additional credit limit or, or credit amount. Yeah. Um, but closing credit cards during divorce is really unavoidable. That is true. So there is going to be some effect to your score. So, and, and in some cases, yeah, it's going to be necessary because you may not be able to afford to continue um, that relationship with that credit card company. And what if, if, if I was the additional cardholder on an account and um, that account was going to go to my husband, could I call the credit card company and say, we're getting divorced, he's getting the account, I want to open up a new card? Would that help to offset the negative effect on my credit score? You know, it may, but it will affect your credit score as well because there will be an inquiry um, into whether you are credit worthy to have that account. Um, credit card companies going to do their own due diligence to make sure you can make those payments. So, um, but it, it, it certainly may be helpful to you. And um, But before you do that, you, you really should make sure that it makes sense to have that additional credit card account. Uh, so, you know, you should do an analysis to whether, uh, you know, it makes financial sense to you to continue with that relationship. Okay, so that kind of brings me on to the next point. I've often found, too, like when I sit down with clients and to start helping them work through their finances and say, okay, now you have to tell me about all your credit cards. And um, they say, well, you know, here's, here's these, these three that I use all the time. And I say, well, do you have any more? Well, yeah, but they all have zero balances on them. Well, of course, they all have to be disclosed. Um, but then we get into some that are really old and um, some that have been forgotten about. I know when I, years ago, when I looked through my credit report, I found a Lord & Taylor store credit card and there are no Lord & Taylor stores in Colorado and I hadn't used it in like right. ten, 10 years so it's like you it, it's this time to go through and have this big clean out but I can see where people get paralyzed because they think ah what's happening to my what will happen to my credit score if I close all these inactive unused accounts well you know if you close those accounts um if, if there's a zero balance, I mean, it probably is playing into the positive side of your credit score. Although if you have uh, too much available credit, that can have a negative effect. So what my advice would be is, is to really look through your credit report, make sure you recognize everything that is on your credit re report, and then make a determination whether you utilize certain credit accounts or not. Um, your example of that Lord & Taylor account, if there's not a store in Colorado where you reside, um, there probably isn't a good reason to keep it. Um, and so, you know, make that analysis and make that decision on what you want to use, what you think you're going to use, and what you'd like to use going forward. And um, after you do that, just make sure that you are meeting the obligations that are laid out in the, the cardholder agreement with those companies. So there's there's no way that you can tell ahead of time what the impact of closing a credit card on your would have on your credit score. Sometimes not because the algorithm that's used with credit scoring is proprietary, and so <laughs> it's it's something that you don't know about. They're going to employ a mathematical formula to make a determination 
as to what your score is. Um, but, you know, whether the account is long-term or short-term, that's going to play into the scoring, um, what the balances were, or if there's no balance, that will play into the scoring as well. So uh, that's where you as, as the informed consumer really need to make a decision as to whether the account's useful to you or not, and just be aware that it could affect your credit score. So um, it, it's a little frustrating. At the beginning, you were saying that um, the credit report was a bit like a, a school report card, but at least with the school report card, you knew you were, you were being graded on um, and the impact of things. So with this, though, it's still may, you may have to. You're just going to have to close some credit cards and close some accounts and acknowledge that it's going to take a hit on your, your credit score. But how long does it... Um, how long does it take for a credit score to recover or return? Because my understanding is sometimes it's it's a temporary hit. Well, yeah, it, it is a temporary hit. Um, if if you have a negative item on your credit report, it will become uh, less pr- problematic over time. Uh, for instance, you'll take a greater hit if if, it, if the negative item is more recent. But you know, you go out a couple of years, and it will. Um, be less relevant to what your credit score is. So that's certainly something to keep in mind. And a negative item, presumably closing, you closing an account is less of a negative than you being late with a payment. Right, that, that's correct. And the thing to remember is, you know, if you're late with a payment or if you default on a, an obligation, you may... Uh, get into a more serious situation where the credit card company is looking at collections, and that's uh, something that is um, uh, would put you worse off in relation to your credit score. So, the, so the, that brings me on to my next question, and that is um, joint loans in um, a divorce, and debts that can't be paid off or transferred to a single ownership. So perhaps wife's out-of-pocket medical bills are coming to the husband because he carries the insurance or husband has the car which has a loan in both parties' names. How do you protect yourself from the non-payment of those bills? Well, there are a couple ways you can do that. First, um, in a divorce, you would seek the assistance of the court to make a determination on who is going to be responsible for those bills. Of course, that doesn't mean that the responsible party is going to pay them. Right. Um, and and so, you know, it's, it's, I think, important to keep an eye on whether those payments are going to be made. And the thing to remember, if it's a joint obligation, even if the court orders your spouse to make those payments and they don't make those payments, the credit card company can still come or, or lender can still come after you because they were not a party to the divorce. You're right. still obligated under that contract. So um, keep an eye on that. If you have the means to make the payment, you may want to consider doing that and then seek um, assistance from the court in, in the form of an order to show cause. I, I believe that's the term we use here in Utah, and I believe it's used in, in Colorado as well, uh, to, to hold uh, uh, your ex-spouse in contempt for not making the payment and, and get that payment made. But um, those are some things that you can do. Sometimes you may not have uh, the resources to make that payment, and so you may have to look at other types of options, such as 
maybe calling the credit card company, see if you can work something else out. Or in extreme cases, you can certainly talk to a bankruptcy attorney to see if that's uh, something that would be appropriate in these cases. But can you um, require your other party to provide proof every month that the payment has been made? Yeah, and it, this will sound like a cop-out, but the answer to that is it depends. It's going to be dependent <laughs> on what the divorce court orders. So if you want to, if you suspect that your uh, soon-to-be ex-spouse is not going to make the payment um, and, and you want to make sure it's, it's happening, you can ask that that be part of a temporary order or a permanent order made by the court. Right. It sounds like so you it have to be... It becomes an obligation to you. Right. Sounds like you have to be really careful. I usually try and tell people that um, whoever's the debts need to be kind of in one person's. You've you've got to get rid of as much of the debt as possible because it's just such a, a risk of um, exposure for if if it's not paid that it's going to come back to you. That, that's right, and that's one of the risks in divorce, and so. And, and this is another, I, I guess, side note that I would make is when when you um, in a divorce, divorces are so are complicated enough that I think it's important for parties to go out and get an attorney if they can do it. And when you're shopping around for that attorney, make sure that the attorney is educated in the area of uh, credit and how a divorce would affect credit. Uh, make sure they're experienced so that they're giving you good advice in that regard. Right. Um, so a, short, a quick question here, John. Um, I've had several clients that have outstanding debts to the IRS. And so they had, they come from joint tax returns. So again, presumably, it, it, technically, it's a, a joint debt to the IRS. Do um, IRS debts get reflected on the credit card credit score if if it's distilled down to judgment the answer is yes and, and a lot of times they are you know if, if there is an arrearage and the irs has to seek assistance with the court that's going to show up on your credit report but if you've entered into a voluntary agreement with the irs where you're paying off the, the debt so much per month and you're making payments then um, Generally, that wouldn't be part of a public record, okay, so, or reported to the credit bureaus. Okay, it's just when it graduates to a collection action by the IRS. I was going to say you probably and want to make times, sure you're paying the IRS. That is correct, and a lot of times the IRS will jump to the collection action before they enter into a settlement with you, so that's why it shows up in your credit report. Right. Okay. So. Um, if there's something that you don't agree with on your credit score, or let's say your credit score is impacted because your soon-to-be ex was, was supposed to be making payments and didn't, can you get it corrected? Can you dispute it? Is that the where you come yes. in? You can, that's, that's where our service comes in, and you certainly can do it on your own, but we offer some experience and expertise over a number of years that uh, maybe the the regular consumer wouldn't have, but um, the thing to remember about your credit score and your credit report is it is your information that is being reported and used and sold by other companies in order to um, make decisions on whether you're credit worthy. So 
if it's your information, you have the right to have to make sure that um, your credit report is fair, accurate, and substantiated. And so, if there is a story behind why the payment isn't made or the obligation was uh, ordered by the court to be made by your ex-spouse, you have the right to go and challenge this, and you probably should, because it's not fair that you should be saddled with um, a deficiency or a negative item or a bad credit score because your spouse um, refuses to, to meet their obligations. And, and again, because that's going to affect every loan that you apply for, your car loan, your mortgage, anything like that. And even credit cards themselves, it'll affect the interest rate on the credit card. So, yeah, it's, those are uh, long-term effects of the credit score. That's correct. And so you should. I mean, you don't want to, in, in, some, in some marriages, you can be the, the victim of emotional or physical or even financial abuse. You don't want to be victimized all over again after the divorce is over. Right. Um, so one more question for you, John, because we're almost up on time. Um, how often do you cre- um, check your credit score? Well, as a, as a practice, I, I check, I, I have a, um, a subscription to one of the major credit bureaus. I use Experian because that's what's used here in the West. Um, and I check mine daily to weekly just to make sure um, I know where my score is and where uh, what's on my credit report. With that said, uh, a lot of times you can't do that um, or maybe don't have the resources to do that. So my advice to my clients is, make sure you're checking your credit report at least monthly Okay. to make sure you know what's on your credit report and that you're educated as to what is going on with your credit. That's great advice, John. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. I I appreciate this opportunity, and I I wish your uh, listeners well. Great. So, listeners, we've been talking about managing your credit score through your divorce. My guest today was attorney john heath from lexington law as you've heard he's a real expert in this area divorce forces you to take a hard look at your finances and oftentimes that's not pretty it's tempting to fall into the would have could have should have game but as john said my guest john heath said earlier life happens um and second guessing what's happened before or regretting it isn't going to help you now what's done is done now is the time to get real to start taking control of your finances divorce can be a fresh start and fresh starts always start knowing exactly where you are and that's the challenge i'm going to leave you with today go look at your credit score look to see the accounts you have today that will impact that and then look to see how you can take control of those accounts and your future. Thank you for listening today. If you hop over to my blog, SinceMyDivorce.com, you'll find a synopsis of this conversation. And you can follow me at SinceMyDivorce on Twitter and Facebook. I hope you'll join us again next time for more conversations about divorce. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.